On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, January 3rd, Ian Cameron. This will be a very brief edition of the Ice Guys today because we have just one NHL game on the slate. There were supposed to be three initially, two of them postponed. So we're left with just one game tonight in NHL action, but it's a really good game. Uh, Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers, and we'll break that down. Uh, Side total, I'll give you some props. It's the only game uh, on the card tonight, so I do have a few uh, props that I am looking at as well uh, in this game from a betting uh, standpoint. Uh, Let's look back first, though, at what we saw uh, on Sunday uh, in NHL action, we still had we had a much busier slate yesterday. Uh, how about the New York Rangers? No Artemi Panarin. Tampa Bay with Andre Vasilevsky back in net for them, and it was no problem for the New York Rangers. Four nothing, a shutout win over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Extremely impressive uh, by the uh, Rangers, and we'll talk about that tonight. And it's why, from a side perspective, tonight with the Rangers being home dogs, playing well, playing better than Edmonton. You think, man, you got to bet the Rangers, right? You read some of the quotes from Gerard Gallant and Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider after that game saying, man, that was a great win. We all stepped up. It was very satisfying. When I see those words being thrown around by Gallant and some of the players like they were after the win yesterday over Tampa, like very satisfying. God, it makes me feel this team's like fat and happy right for the picking right for a letdown tonight so i worry about that a little bit for the rangers tonight against what could be a very desperate edmonton team we'll get to that but yesterday very solid performance from them uh against tampa bay uh not the best perform and i said on yesterday's show i was worried vasilevsky hadn't played in a while it wasn't one of his better games and that gave up four goals on just 21 shots shesterkin outstanding again 38 save shutout for him uh, in the victory uh, as i mentioned uh Zibanejad was just on fire Patrick for him, Ryan Strom chips in a goal uh, as well for the New York Rangers and uh, a solid back win once again over Tampa Bay, uh, sweeping the lightning in those back-to-back games. What a crazy game we saw with San Jose-Pittsburgh. This was like Carolina and Columbus from Saturday where Columbus had the big lead, 4-0, and Carolina comes back with seven unanswered goals and wins the game. The only difference in this one was Pittsburgh actually blew the lead but hung on at the very least for the win six or it was uh, six to one at one point for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was the score after the first period uh, of that game. It was an offensive onslaught in the opening 20 minutes uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, and it was spearheaded by Evan Rodriguez of all people, two goals for him in the first period. Jake Gensel uh, got on the scoreboard for them. Casper Bjorkvist uh, for the Penguins as well. Uh, Brian Rust uh, added a goal. 
Uh, and it was 6-1 Pittsburgh after the opening period. S San Jose got the only goal in the second period, so it was 6-2 after 40 minutes. But you still thought the Pittsburgh Penguins in relatively good shape here uh, in this game. But that quickly changed in the third period as San Jose uh, ended up scoring uh, a, a three goals in the first five minutes of the third period to make it 6-5. to five, And all of a sudden put a whole lot of fright in anybody that, uh, including me, that had Pittsburgh in regulation in that game. Uh, but they get the uh, power play goal from Rodriguez, who finishes the hat trick uh, in the game to make it uh, uh, to make it seven five, and then of course the empty netter from Rust eight five final for the Penguins. But uh, yeah, definitely all of a sudden, what has happened to James Reimer is a good question that uh, someone's in our chat right now as this show's going on, uh, wondering that same thing. Uh, and yeah, James Reimer has not been good in a couple of these games since the break. He gave up seven. Uh, to Arizona, the first game after the break, uh, was better against Philadelphia, led them to a victory in overtime. Um, and then Sunday, uh, six goals allowed on just 17 shots, ended up getting pulled. And we saw Zach Sachenko have to come in uh, and relief uh, in relief of uh, James Reimer yesterday in that game. So, you know, you're looking at a situation here where uh, James Reimer has been a big reason why San Jose's had a solid first half of the year you just hope this is just a little blip on the radar that this is not something that's going to bleed over into the second half of the season James Reimer fighting the puck because certainly was doing that uh in these games following the break including yesterday and the play in front of him wasn't great either but uh, nevertheless Pittsburgh an 8-5 win uh, in that game Boston with a 5-1 to victory uh, over the Detroit Red Wings uh much better effort from the Bruins this time around. Buffalo, I think, coming off the layoff, the Bruins, that wasn't their A game uh, against the Sabres, yet they still managed to rally on Saturday. It was a much cleaner game all around uh, from uh, the Boston Bruins in that 5-1 win against Detroit on Sunday. Uh, how about the New Jersey Devils? They continue uh, this nice little stretch of hockey they've had since the break. They beat Washington 4-3 in overtime. Uh, the game goes over the total, which made me very happy. Uh, Sharon Govich, uh, Severson, uh, he sheer getting two goals, including the overtime winner, uh, for that four, three win, uh, very, very impressive, uh, victory for the, uh, New Jersey devils. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, had a terrible gaffe uh, in the third period leading to the, uh, Washington tying goal. Uh, but overall he played one of his better games and, you know, Samsonov has kind of had an up and down year for the caps. He gives up four in the game last day. His numbers just aren't phenomenal. I mean, 2.64 goals against is not bad, but it's not great. And a 908 save percent. There are some concerns right now uh, with the uh, uh, Washington goaltending, particularly from Samsonov. Like I said, three goals allowed, five of his three goals or more. Uh, allowed by Samsonov uh, in five of his last six starts. So uh, definitely uh, concerns a little bit in between the pipes there for uh, Washington, uh, and they lose 4-3 to New Jersey, who have clearly been revitalized here coming out of the bridge. Jack Hughes has been phenomenal, by the way, in these few games since the uh, break. And uh, it's the kind of play you expect from a guy that was drafted uh, number one overall a couple of years ago, like the uh, Devils did. Uh, so certainly good news to see him playing well for the uh, Devils. Uh, the other results yesterday, 4-2 Colorado with the win over Anaheim. Not pretty. They needed a three-goal third period uh, to erase a 2-1 deficit. But the Avalanche, again, I think the first two periods definitely 
You can sense this team was a little bit shaky, a little bit rusty. In fact, there's a noticeable trend uh, with some of these games, uh, not so much Pittsburgh, but, you know, Anaheim against a team off a long layoff, Colorado. Um, Colorado got off to a slow start. The next game we're going to talk about, Vegas and Winnipeg. Vegas was up up 2-0 in the first period. Winnipeg was a team off a long layoff, and, and all of a sudden they had a slow start. So first period wagers, you know, if you find a team – if you had found a team that had played at least a game or two since the break against a team just coming off that layoff, you know, you had some decent betting situations there. Uh, Vegas with the two nothing lead early, but the jets quickly woke up in the second period. They tied it very early in the second. uh, And then they took a four to two lead uh, in the third period. uh, And it looked like the jets had just seized complete control of the game at that point. But the Vegas golden Knights get a couple of goals, including one late to tie the game before Kyle Connor wins it in overtime, a wild back and forth, very entertaining game, uh, the Jets and the Golden Knights. I know Sundays are dominated for a lot of people by NFL football, and I was certainly watching mostly NFL at that time, but one of my TVs had that Winnipeg-Vegas game on, and it was a really good hockey game, and the Jets get the win 5-4. Very good result for me. Uh, had a little piece of the Jets uh, as a road underdog and uh, best bet on yesterday's show cashes as well with Winnipeg Vegas over the total. So I was very happy to see it play out that way. Uh, the Jets uh, with the 5-4 win. I'm telling you, Winnipeg overs with Dave Lowry behind the bench, that's clearly con- going to continue for me to be the way to go uh, because this team is playing with a great deal of pace. This team is trying to get the puck moving quickly up the ice, north-south, no question about that. Um, and they are really making an emphasis, too, on getting more traffic in front of opposing netminders. And often when you do that and you really work at doing that, you're going to put yourself in a greater position to score goals. So this Winnipeg team looks like a, a dead nuts over team right now uh, in the short term until odds makers adjust. I mean, we're seeing uh, you know Winnipeg basically five and a half, six totals. We haven't seen that six and a half yet. You know, we've seen other teams and with this barrage of overs that we have seen. Uh, in the NHL, and I'll get to that in just a second, with the barrage of overs that we've seen in the NHL um, since the Christmas break ended, um, we have seen a lot of teams have their totals adjusted to six and a half in their games. That has not happened yet with the Winnipeg Jets. So right now, it's a situation where you can take advantage of this moving forward because we're starting. They're playing with the pace, and certainly the uh, they certainly have the firepower up front. You know along with the pace they're playing at, they've certainly got the profile of a team that should have their totals at six and a half. And they're not yet this Winnipeg team. So this is definitely something you think to keep taking advantage of uh, moving forward uh, in the uh, short term. And when you look at it from a Jets standpoint, uh, I'm just going to look at their recent results because I believe that was their third game since uh, Dave Lowry uh, has been behind the bench. Yes, he took over December 17 uh, against Washington. And we have seen two overs and a push uh, in the first three games with him behind the bench. We saw a 5-2 game, a 4-2 game, and a 5-4 game. Uh, And again, there's been way more scoring. Scoring chances have gone up uh, definitely from what I've seen in these statistics in the three games for the Jets with him behind the bench. So something to keep an eye on here uh, moving forward with Winnipeg. Uh, All right, the uh, other games, the last game last night, I should say, 5-1 Calgary. And look, I had an amazing weekend in the NHL. 12 and 2 uh, overall. I said 12 and 1 on Twitter. It's actually 12 and 2. I forgot to include the flyer bet that I made Saturday night against LA. That did I had, I had two losses 
all weekend, Saturday and Sunday combined in the NHL. Both were sides. One was Philadelphia, took them as an underdog against L.A. The Kings won that game. And the other, I hope you're watching and listening, Terry Edelman. The only other loss I had this weekend was your fucking Minnesota Wild in a piss-poor, embarrassing performance on, in the Winter Classic on home ice. To think that they played that way in the first two periods of that game. They were lethargic. They were lifeless. They were catatonic on the ice. My gosh, you're on the in the Winter Classic in front of a, a, a bunch of fans that braved cold elements, you know, frigid uh, winter air. Uh, and that's the way you came out and played in the first two periods uh, of that game. So those were the two losses for me. Other than that, you know, it was a great weekend. 12-2 and two overall, 12-0 and 0 with totals for me. Every totals bet I made this weekend uh, was absolutely, um, was a casher, was a winner. Uh, and this one, and you know things are going well when you win and over the way I won this one with Calgary uh, and Chicago. I mean, this one looked like for sure, uh, this one's not going to come through here. It was 3-1 with just a couple minutes to go. Sure enough, um, what did we see? We saw, of course, uh, Calgary, uh, Chicago pull the goalie down two goals, which you expect. Calgary gets an empty netter, makes it 4-1 with about you know two minutes or so left. And you think, all right, that's probably it. Then line 4-1, game will stay under. But then 30 seconds later, Johnny Gaudreau scores, and there it is, 5-1 uh, Calgary. Uh, a late goal. Uh, even after the empty netter was scored to put it away and send that game uh, over the total. Uh, you know, when when you have a 12-2 and two weekend, it's not just that you made good bets and had good picks. You get some bounces. You get some puck luck. You get some luck to go your way. And that was definitely the case there with the over in that Calgary-Chicago game. So we'll take it. Uh, and definitely um, a, a nice win for Calgary. Calgary looks good coming out of the break. Those were two good road performances for them. Now, granted, Seattle's struggling. Chicago's up and down. Uh, but Calgary, given how long they were off, see, that's why that excuse doesn't hold water, Terry. Uh, they were bad. They were bad. Just admit they were bad, Minnesota. Calgary was off for a longer period of time, you know, after their COVID pause and after the Christmas break. What did they do coming out of the break? 2-0. and Beat Seattle and they beat uh, Chicago. I will say this, Minnesota had a tougher opponent. Like St. Louis is better than Chicago and Seattle. Calgary's two opponents. I will give you that. But uh, nevertheless, right now, this uh, that was very disappointing. That's all that needs to be said. Anybody will, anybody that's a wild fan, and Terry will admit that too. That was very disappointing, uh, that Minnesota performance on Saturday night. Very disappointing considering the magnitude, the gravity of the event. And even you, or uh, Terry, I know are disappointed because I saw on Twitter you said it, uh, that uh, – that I waited two years for this game and this is the way they played. Uh, yeah. Uh, very disappointing. But like I say, don't take it. Don't, don't take anything away from uh, St. Louis though. This team's playing really good right now. And like I say, they've got scoring the likes of which I don't think we even saw from this team when they won the Stanley cup, you know, a few years ago. So keep an eye on the blues. They're really starting to play some good hockey right now. Uh, there you go. That's the Sunday card. Let's turn our attention to the one game, one and only game on this Monday night slate. We've got the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Rangers. Uh, Edmonton minus 125 road favorites here, six and a half the total. What a move we've seen here. The Rangers were minus 125 home favorites at the open. Now we're seeing the Oilers minus 125 road favorites uh, in this game. So we have seen a big move toward the Oilers here. And a lot of it is probably because of the spot for the New York Rangers. 
It's a back-to-back situation, although no travel, because they played at home against the Tampa Bay Lightning early yesterday afternoon, and now they play tonight. So, yes, it's a back-to-back, but this is as manageable and as tax as uh, the least amount of taxing on the body that could possibly be for a back-to-back. This is a back-to-back with no travel, and you played the game yesterday early, at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, and now you're playing. To, so there's a lot of decompression time for the New York Rangers between playing yesterday afternoon and playing tonight, you know, so it, th- that, that's why to me, um, you know, it's not like, wow, we got to bet against the Rangers because it's a back-to-back for them. No, I don't think you can think that way. If you're betting against the Rangers, there's got to be more to it than they're playing on a back-to-back when there's no travel involved. Oh, and they played yesterday afternoon and now they're playing tonight. So it's not just the normal 10 to 12 hours between games. It's more like, you know, 18 hours between games uh, going into this one. So that, that there's got to be more to it if you're betting against the Rangers because of that. This is a tricky game from a side perspective. I'm more of, I want to bet on or bet against what I have seen lately. And what I have seen lately since the break is the Rangers are playing some pretty good hockey and the Edmonton Oilers are struggling right now. You know, they're struggling in multiple facets of their game. The depth scoring is non-existent for the Oilers right now. The defense has had a lot of injuries. Now they just got Darnell Nurse back. The last game, you would, the last couple games, I should say, you would think now he's going to start getting more into form, and he's certainly a huge piece back on the blue line for Edmonton. There's no question about that. Um, but um, you know, they're still banged up back there on the blue line. Uh, Chris Russell is a impact injury, you know, to them. He's one of their better, you know, shot blockers, you know, in terms of playing in his well in his own zone, defensive structure, defensive zone coverage. Chris Russell gives you that for Edmonton. So uh, definitely they're going to miss him, and they have missed him because, look, their defense has been out of sorts. And Mike Smith is looking like a goalie that's 39 years old and that's been out for two months since he's been back. He's not been good, all right? He's just not been good. He's been fighting the puck. He's had a couple of really great saves in a couple of these games, and then he's had moments where, hey, how the hell did you let that puck in? That's been Mike Smith here. So the goaltending has also been a bit of a problem here for Edmonton uh, since the break. Um, for the, for the Edmonton Oilers as well, like I say, depth scoring has been a problem. Uh, and it's just been a multitude of issues, uh, for the, uh, Edmonton Oilers since the break. And we'll see if they can iron those out tonight. It won't be easy. And another thing to note here about Edmonton is that look at what we have here. We have a team that's not generating penalties, not drawing penalties right now. They have drawn just two penalties, the Edmonton Oilers in the first three games combined since returning from the break in the three games they've played St. Louis, New Jersey, and the New York Islanders, they have drawn two penalties in those games. And, and, and then those two power play opportunities that the Oilers had, they didn't score on either one. Isn't it amazing how this team, their win loss rate correlates and coincides with the power play. That's a concern, you know, and, Early in the season, the Oiler power play couldn't be stopped. And everybody was grabbing and hooking and holding and taking penalties left and right against this team. Now, you know, I think there's been some adjustments made from opposing teams. You know, this is how you got to defend these guys. You've got to not give so much gap to a guy like Connor McDavid in the neutral zone because he's going to make you look silly uh, if you do that. Uh, And I think you've seen a lot of coaches with their defending with the way they defend the Oilers, they've changed their tactics a bit. So suddenly here, these last three games, 
teams are, have changed, I think, the way they defend Edmonton to the point where all of a sudden there's not so much of a need to take those penalties. And, and I think it's really having an impact. And we're seeing the Oilers now. They, they need more five-on-five play. And part of that is not just asking Connor McDavid to get it done. Part of it is not just asking Leon Dreisaitl to get it done. You need depth forwards here. Even Zach Hyman, and his play has tailed off a little bit. You know, the big acquisition in the offseason, the big free agent signing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely, there's just so many different little areas that Edmonton, they're going through a little bit of a malaise right now. Um, it's just, I find it hilarious. They're calling for Dave Tippett's head, uh, and they want him to be fired. I think that's ridiculous at this point. I mean, it's not like the team is like way out of the playoff race or anything. It's not like this, he hasn't gotten you into the playoffs these last couple of years. I think it's way too soon to be talking uh, nonsense like that. Uh, But there are some areas where the team's got to clean it up. Now, for the New York Rangers, these are about as too impressive a wins as you could ask for, beating Tampa Bay back to back. The one yesterday was beyond impressive because you knew you were, you you would think you were going to get Tampa Bay's best effort uh, in that game. Uh, coming off the lost the previous game to the, to the Rangers, and they had uh, obviously been embarrassed by Florida nine to three. Uh, the game before that, you would have thought for sure you're going to get Tampa Bay's best, the Vasilevsky back in net. Uh, no, Artemi Panarin for the Rangers, who of course will be out again uh, tonight for this game against the Oilers. You would have thought you would have gotten their best, Tampa Bay, and the Rangers just stuck it right back in their face, shoved it right you know up their ass essentially. Uh, 4-0 win. I mean, very impressive performance there by the Rangers yesterday in that game against Tampa Bay. But as I said earlier, you got Gallant, the head coach. It's very satisfying a win like that. Even the players saying it really feels good. When I hear those words, it feels good, it's satisfying. I don't I don't want to hear that from players when I want to bet on them. All right. That means you're it's just got that, you know what, we feel so good, and we've got that maybe come back down to earth, just clunker waiting to happen tonight. That's the fear I have with the Rangers. But as I said earlier, I'm someone when it comes to pretty much across all sports, I bet on what I've seen, not hypotheticals or conjecture or what I think might happen or a team might be due for a good performance or a team might be due for a flat spot or a letdown. So for me, having said all of that, you pretty much know that I'm the only way I would bet this game is the New York Rangers especially now that they are a home underdog in this game. I'm seeing them play well. I'm seeing them find ways to win games. I'm seeing them get great goaltending from Igor Shosturkin and Georgiev. And by the way, with Shosturkin getting the shutout yesterday and this being a back-to-back, you probably will see Georgiev tonight for the Rangers, although it has not been confirmed just yet. Uh, so you cannot make that uh, 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 for sure. You cannot say for sure that he'll be in net. And there has been a difference between Shosturkin and Georgiev. Georgiev has got a 2.87 goals against average, 902 save percentage. Still a winning record with him starting for the Rangers, 5-3. Five 5-3-2, and, three, uh, five, three and two, I should say. 5-5. Five and five. Okay, so they're 500. There were a couple of uh, losses beyond regulation in there. Um, so yeah, Georgiev is definitely the weaker of the two goalies. Uh you definitely would prefer Shesterkin, but um, you know, it, I would think he'll be in net again. Not confirmed yet, so we can't say for sure. For the uh, Edmonton Oilers, um, they lost to the Islanders, but they got some. You know, I thought Koskinen was solid. I mean, I don't think in that game against the Islanders, the three-two overtime loss on Saturday, um, I don't think any of those goals were 
brutal goals by him. Whereas Mike Smith, you had a couple of those goals that he gave up against New Jersey and St. Louis, the games before that, where you're like, wait, you got to get a save there. I don't think he had any of those from Koskinen uh, on Saturday, those moments where, hey, come on, guy, you got to make that save. You got to stop that puck. Um, so I, I think you, if you're Dave Tippett, you got to go to Koskinen. I think there's a little bit more faith in him right now. Uh, you got to wait to see if Mike Smith, you know, maybe needs a little bit more practice, face a little bit more rubber, uh, whatever the case may be. But uh, I think he just needs a little bit more time to refine, to, to find his game again. So if I'm Edmonton, I'd probably go to Koskinen in here tonight. Again, I'm projecting and I'm just spitballing here because we don't know. We have not seen either goalie, either team confirm their starting goalie uh, for this game tonight. So keep an eye on that. So for me, it's a lean to the Rangers here uh, in this game, even without Panarin again uh, in this one, because look, they're a home underdog now. And uh, that's... Um, you're putting the Edmonton Oilers out there as minus 125 road favorites. That's the price right now. We're talking an Oilers team that is struggling, that really, even before the break, you know, to be honest with you, wasn't playing their best talk. Either two and eight in their last 10 games, which isn't very good. Their road record is eight and eight this year. They're a 500 road team, the Edmonton Oilers. They've been better at home. Um, no, to me, this is Rangers are past. The reason why I'm probably passing is because I just I, I I feel overconfidence a little bit in the Rangers, and I feel they treated those games like you know playoff caliber intensity and focus were uh, the mindset for the New York Rangers for those two games just now back to back against Tampa. Will they have it here? Is the big question. But to be honest with you, Edmonton with their problems right now defending consistently. Um, the New York Rangers, like I said, even without Panarin, there's more than enough offense to go around. Ryan Strom has stepped up. Mika Zibanejad's been amazing. Uh, don't forget about Lafreniere. Don't forget about Capo Caco, who's very capable of stepping up as well. You've got, you know, there's definitely, Dryden Hunt has actually chipped in some offense for them this year. Philip Heedle, uh, depth forwards that have made a difference as well uh, for the New York Rangers. So, uh, like I say, if you're taking the Oilers, I understand from a spot. If you're a situational better, you like Edmonton here. I get it. Desperate team, probably. Three straight losses. They want to nip this in the bud. They've got another tough game with Toronto on Wednesday night uh, on this road trip for the Oilers. So you don't want this losing streak to uh, prolong itself and continue. Uh, I would expect a good, good effort tonight from Edmonton. But good effort alone may not necessarily be enough. Um, and again, now with the swing in the price at right now with the price we're seeing, it's a lean only it's a lean to the Rangers for me. It would not be, I would not want Edmonton now at minus minus one twenty five in this game. Uh, and as far as the total goes, these are going to be bets for me against the only game in the, on the card tonight. I am going to get involved with um, the first period over DraftKings, our great partners here at the hockey podcast network and the ice guys. They're one of the few books that have a one and a half with this first period total. Uh, a lot of books have moved to two, as far as we know, with the first period total. Uh, someone asking about McDavid. I did not see him in the morning skate, but apparently he's good to go. The maintenance or whatever the case may be, whatever, that's what they called it uh, for Connor McDavid. Uh, he will be uh, playing here uh, tonight in this game. Everything's fine. Uh, he's currently uh, listed in the lineup. So uh, expect to see Connor McDavid tonight for the, uh, barring anything last minute, as of right now, Connor McDavid's going to play and will be on the ice tonight at MSG uh, against the Rangers. So 
I like the first period over here, uh, minus 135 at DraftKings with it. Uh, Oilers, Rangers over one and a half, minus 135 first period. And we'll go with the full game over. It's going to be one of those double ups here for me. First period, full game over. Don't forget, they played earlier this year, these teams. It was a wild one. Back and forth, 6-5 was the final score uh, in favor of the Oilers. And don't forget, that's the game where Connor McDavid, you've seen it on a million highlights so far this season. He had that dangle goal through the neutral zone right around the two defensemen for the Rangers. One of the goals of the year uh, in the NHL uh, and Connor McDavid uh, scored it earlier this season in Edmonton against this New York Rangers team. So uh, definitely we know what he's capable of. As far as props go, this is a good game to you know get involved in props. It's the only game uh, on the uh, card. So looking at some props is not a bad thing to do. Uh, like I said, when it comes to the New York Rangers, uh, I've talked about Adam Fox and the goal, the shots on goal prop. I'd pump the brakes with it a little bit just because now all of a sudden he hasn't topped two shots on goal. Uh, in seven straight games. So, you know, he's not quite shooting it quite as much as he did earlier this year where that prop was coming in very uh, well. Uh, Mika's a bandage at it goes without saying. Uh, it's a must, I think. If you're going to bet a goal scorer prop in this game, it's a must to have Mika on your card. Uh, he's been absolutely phenomenal of late. Uh, you look at the last several games from him, the last five games, he has six goals uh, for the uh, New York Rangers. Of course, the hat trick uh, in the win yesterday, but... Yeah, he is definitely feeling it offensively right now. Uh, and uh, look, his price is plus 120. You know, obviously it's uh, where it should be. Uh, but uh, I think that's, if you're going to go with one of the top five or six players listed uh, on the goal score or prop board for this game, uh, Mika Zibanejad is probably the one you got to go with for the Rangers at plus 120. I think Ryan Strom for the Rangers at plus 240 because he has been a lot more evident uh, offensively uh, in recent games for them as far as the uh, Oilers go when I look at who's in good form for them uh, as of late uh, I look at a guy I look still at um, even though he's uh, I think he struggled to find the back of the net these two games but yes a Pooley for the Oilers he's plus 300 in that range to score a goal tonight he had five shots on goal against New Jersey and two against the Islanders and before the before the break, the last game before the break, Columbus, where he had two goals, he had eight shots on goal. This guy is consistently getting chances, getting shots away uh, at the opposing goalie, and the puck is just not going in for him yet. Uh, that, to me, is not something that's sustainable. So the puck's going to eventually find its way in for this guy, for Yessa Pugliarvi, uh, who has 10 goals, by the way, on the season so far. And again, in the last few games, like, he had, he's based, he had a few sh games in mid-December where he had like one shot on goal, two shots on goal. And then all of a sudden, the last four games, you've had three, eight, five, and two shots on goal for Pugliarvi uh, the last four games. So there's a good value prop. Bargain bin hunt shopping for me. Uh, Yessa, Pugliarvi, Edmonton Oilers, plus 300 here uh, if you want a little value. Uh, even for the Oilers, another one that may have a little bit of uh, value as well. For them is Kaylor Yamamoto had two goals against the Devils. Uh, he's been uh, going up the lineup a little bit uh, in Dave Tippett's uh, forward rotation. I mean, I think if you look at uh, the last uh, couple of games, you're starting to see him get a few more minutes. I think there's been a minutes increase as well for him uh, lately as well. Yeah, he's on the second line with Dreisaitl right now. That looks like that's going to be your top six tonight is looking like Pooley Arvey's going to play with McDavid and Iman. 
All right, so there you go. Pooley-Arvey plus 300 when he's going to play with McDavid and Hyman, when an Oilers team is going to be absolutely urgent to find a victory tonight to get back on track, and you can get plus 300 with Pooley-Arvey playing on a top line with McDavid and Hyman. You're going to have Kaylor Yamamoto playing on the second line with Devin Shore and Leon Dreisaitl. So there's a plus situation to expect someone to at the very least have chances and opportunities to find the back of the net. And you can get Kaylor Yamamoto right now at around plus 350 to score a goal tonight. So that's one that I definitely am interested in uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. You could even go with Warren Fogle, plus 375. He's started to percolate a little bit offensively, not so much in terms of goals. He had the one game where he had two, and he's been kind of quiet since then. But again, the chances and the shots are there for Warren Fogle. So goal score props tonight, those are the five that I would highlight. Zabanajad for the Rangers, plus 120. Uh, Strom for the Rangers, plus 240. Um, Kaylor Yamamoto, Edmonton Oilers, plus 350. Uh, and um, Yesa Pugliarvi, plus 300. I almost forgot. Uh, yeah, Pugliarvi, plus 300. Yamamoto, plus 350. Warren Fogle for the Oilers, plus 375. Those are a bunch of props that uh, I would be looking at. Again, this is the only game on the slate. Get a little creative. No, don't put big bets on any prop. You should never put big bets on any prop. Keep them relatively reasonably sized and uh, go for that uh, here on a, on a on a night where we only have uh, one uh, game on the card. Yeah, Capo Caco, good question. Uh, someone asking, do you like his prop tonight? Capo uh, Caco is getting top-line minutes right now. You're not going to see me say to you, no, that's a bad bet with Capo Caco. Now the problem is, and Capo Caco is getting plus 370. You know what? <laughs> and he's going to play with Zabanajad and Kreider tonight. Zabanajad plus 120 and so is Kreider. They're on the top line. Capo um, Caco is going to be on the top line with Zabanajad and Kreider tonight as well. And he is plus 375 in some places to score a goal tonight for the New York Rangers. So actually that one makes a lot of sense. That one makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Capo Caco to score a goal here just because he's going to be on the top line. He's going to get the minutes. He's going to be playing with the, you know, the two best players, the two best offensive players outside of Panarin, of course, who's not playing tonight. He's going to be playing with the two best offensive players. The Rangers have had all season uh, on that top line. Mika Zabanajad and Chris Kreider. That's what Caco is going to get here uh, in this game. Top line minutes. He's going to have opportunity. You would think it's not like Edmonton has, uh, shut down uh, opposing teams defensively since the break. They have not done that. Um, plus 375 at Kako. Yeah, that 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 is a good price for the situation he's in here. No question about that. Top line minutes, playing with guys that are feeling it off, playing with teammates, line mates that are feeling it offensively right now, like Zabanajad and Kreider are. Yeah, sign me up for that. That's a good price. Plus 375 here uh, with uh, Kako. Playing on the top line. Uh, let me look at his numbers the last few games. Again, he's on a four-game goalless drought. Hasn't scored in the last four games, but the last three games against Florida, he had three shots on goal. Uh, he had two shots on goal uh, in each of the two games against Tampa Bay. Um, so he's had some opportunities. So there you go. I would put him on the goal score prop interest list for me uh, in this game tonight between the Rangers and the uh, Oilers. Look, you can go ahead and bet Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl and Kreider. The only, you know, higher up goal scorer prop I like tonight is Zibanejad, just because he's, you know, on fire right now. 
you can bet those minus 120 plus 100 even money plus 110 plus 120 props and you can probably make a good case for them and probably win you know a couple of them but i always like to go for the bargain hunting i like to go for those big shots i like to go for those plus 200 prices those plus 300 prices like a pooley rv tonight or a plus 350 like a yamamoto tonight plus 375 like capo caco tonight uh, even plus 250 on Ryan Strom uh, for the New York Rangers tonight. Those are what I like to look for. You know, a little bang for my buck if when it comes to betting NHL goal scorer props. Uh, and I definitely think in a game like this, you've got uh, some live under live bigger plus price shots, in my opinion, with uh, some of these players on both sides here for tonight's lone NHL game uh, between the Edmonton Oilers and New York Rangers. Leave it to me with one game on the card to stretch the show out to almost 40 minutes, but somehow uh, I managed to do it. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, before we get to a, a best bet for this uh, one game on the card, a reminder about DraftKings Sportsbook, official uh, sports betting partner uh, of the NHL, uh, of course, and does, uh, again, DraftKings is just a terrific sportsbook option for anybody that wants to bet uh, NHL hockey. There's no question about that. So, a uh, great uh, time of year, you know, take advantage of it for sure uh, of what can be done here in terms of, um, you know, in terms of um, <clears throat> betting NHL hockey for sure. And take advantage if you're a new customer as well in, you know, t- a great offer in terms of you bet just $1 on any NHL game. Start with tonight's game. If you're a new customer, Oilers, Rangers, bet just $1 on any game, win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. You know, and it's very it's that it's that simple. So uh, take advantage of that. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down one dollar on any NHL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. Promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets, or best bet, I should say, for this uh Monday card with just the one game. Um, It's got to be one of the totals for me, either first period or full game. I'll go full game over. You actually can get plus 100 even money at some spots. At DraftKings specifically, you can get plus 100 even money uh, with over six and a half uh, here in this Oilers-Rangers game. Uh, We'll go with that. Edmonton, New York Rangers over six and a half uh, for my best bet for Oilers-Rangers tonight uh, in NHL action. That'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone watching live on youtube and who listens to the podcast hit the like button on youtube if you haven't done so already we hope to have the whole crew back tomorrow now i'm getting my vaccine booster shot tomorrow so i'm not i'm thinking i'll i'm I'm planning to be here i don't think this thing's going to put me under or anything like that uh and like someone friend of mine said to me a long time ago ian you could be paralyzed you could not be able to walk and you'll still somehow find a way to do your shows uh, every single day. And uh, that's honestly the <laughs> that's honestly the mentality I have. I hate missing shows. I don't want to miss any. I try to be here for every single one. 
And I expect to uh, be here uh, tomorrow uh, for this show at 2 p.m. Eastern. But regardless, we're hoping to have Jimmy uh, Murphy with us for the first time in the new year uh, and Andrew McGinnis uh, as well. Of course, Alex B. Smith is still you know, dealing with the uh, personal issues. And of course, just recently his father passed, but we're hoping Alex is going to be back, if not later this week, definitely by next week uh, here on the Ice Guys show uh, and looking forward uh, to having the crew back right here uh, starting tomorrow right here on the Ice Guys show. So thanks to everyone uh, for joining us. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the games and good luck. Have a great Monday night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.